Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from terraforming titans to torpid turtles. And today we're talking about troglodytes. Hey, Brian. Hey, Will. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm ready to talk about troglodytes, which okay. we have mentioned before in we alliterations. Have, we have. But I don't know what oh, they are. I was going to ask you, what do you think a troglodyte is? It sounds like one of those fucking mystery candies that you get in like a box of C's. It does sound like a mystery candy, doesn't it? <laughs> like I bite into it and I have to fucking spit There's, it out because it's full of like I coconut and this, strawberry paste. There are paste. a few monsters that could be further from the thing you just described. As the D&D chocolate. So non-edible I'm taking it. Definitely. And you wouldn't even <laughs> want to think about eating them. It looks like a flump without legs and horns or fangs or whatever the no, hell it's got No, but it does live where flumps live. So let's oh, get into it. Oh, we're back in the Underdark? Back in the Underdark. Do or don't fart in the Underdark. It's up to you. Well, you're going <laughs> to... You tell me what you think about these guys farting in the Underdark. Okay. So, Today we are covering another monstrous humanoid race of D&D, the Troglodytes. Okay. Now, Troglodytes have been around since the very first Monster Manual of D&D, but unlike many of the creatures we've talked about on this show, they have remained relatively unchanged over the last 50 years. Cool. There's no, um, how do I usually phrase it? Um, There's no, like, divisiveness divisiveness in their lore. Um, It's all cohesive, it's all coherent, it's all the same. So we've got like a basic monster on our hands then. In a way, yeah. Okay. So they're essentially chaotic, evil, cave-dwelling, and sometimes underdark-dwelling lizard people. Okay. Surprisingly, they have very little in common with the other major lizard humanoids of the game Lizard Folk, which on a side note, I just want to say Lizard Folk are probably make my top 10 of my favorite races. I love them. They're They're, a lot of fun. They're fucking hilarious. Yeah, they're amazing. (laughs) Um, While both might be considered by bigoted humanoids to be barbaric cultures, troglodytes lack that cold but neutral pragmatism or resourcefulness of lizard folk, instead replacing those characteristics with cruelty, voracious hunger, and general stupidity. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And though there is more to troglodytes than their unpleasant characteristics, it must be said that they are most famed for one particular attribute above all else, both in and out of game. 
They smell horrendously bad. Oh, no. <laughs> like, bad enough to incas- incapacitate their foes bad. Like, B- bad. real fucking bad. Like a layer of the abyss scent. Yeah, exactly. Like, layer of the abyss scent. That's my um, favorite line of D&D candles and, is, like, abyss <laughs> abyss level smells. Oh, oh, then you'd love troglodyte. <laughs> yeah, the troglodyte, troglodyte was, like, the oldest candle they make. <laughs> Indeed. And the 5e Monster Manual describes troglodytes as perhaps the most loathsome of all humanoids. Oh, no. Indeed. So... Now you got like a lot of humanoids in the list that are pretty low. Some pretty bad. These guys, I think they kind of make they make the cut. So let's see. We'll see what you think. Okay. Though not seemingly based off of any particular mythological or cryptozoological creature I could find, the name troglodyte is from ancient Greece and was used by famous Greek writers and historians to describe those they deemed to be cave dwelling barbarians. Okay. So I think trog means cave, and I, I don't I don't remember how to divide. Lodite means smells like shit. <laughs> sure. We'll go. <laughs> Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> okay, but um, but yeah, I I was I was curious to, to know what you thought a troglodyte was because troglodyte is a word. It's okay. usually used to describe someone who's like dumb. It's it's a mean thing to say to somebody. Bummer. Yeah. Well, it's but it's like it's like uh, it's like idiot. Basically. Yeah, well, that's troglodyte. what I was just gonna say. Like <laughs> travelers go by the cave and they're like, oh, oh, oh clean your cave, idiot. <laughs> Exactly. Fucking troglodytes. <laughs> so troglodytes are reptilian creatures that look somewhat humanoid and stand about six feet tall. They have spindly but muscular arms, squat legs, and a long, slender tail. What is spindly? Spindly like, is like... Th- like a spider leg? Like, like lanky. long? Lanky. Okay, yeah, okay. Spindly is lanky. Okay. And yes, the <clears throat> spider's leg would be spindly. Okay, got it, got it. Um, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where was I? Um... Their bodies are coated with rough, leathery scales that normally possess a grayish-brown uh, skin tone, although they also have a chameleon-like ability to change their coloration um, pretty much whenever they want. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Their heads are lizard-like and crowned with frills that extend from the, their forehead to the base of the neck. Uh, their black, beady eyes struggle to see in the light, and their claws and fangs are very prominent and visible to those who draw close enough to see them. Okay. Um, although you'll smell them first. Most troglodytes yeah. wear little more than a leather... Uh, weapons belt, so they're nude, they're naked. Uh huh. <laughs> With perhaps a small bag of semi fresh meat tied to their belt. <laughs> Um, but tribal leaders uh, at times adorn their belts with pieces of steel, which is a sign of power in troglodyte culture. To give a comparison, and for those without a reference image in uh, front of them, lizard folk are more saurian. They have a more like dinosaurish look to them to mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. while troglodytes have more salamander or lizard-like features. Okay. Um, with a tough malevolence kind of like in their design. Just look in the 5e Monster Manual. Most but, likely to get down on yeah. all fours. Uh, mm, sh- maybe, maybe. Okay. But I will say, I've seen a lot of artwork of Troglodyte. The 5e Monster Manual, uh, it's a really cool image. Okay, I, sweet. I, I, the, more, the more stuff I look up, the more I really appreciate the artwork and all the 5e stuff. It just, it looks good. They, they spend money on the art and it looks good. They do, it, yeah. it, it matters. Yeah, I, I love it. Yeah. Oh dang, I'm looking up at the troglodyte right oh, yeah? now. Yeah, you're looking it yeah, up. Yeah, here we go. Let's see. Well, this one looked buff. Uh, let me let me type. Well, in, yeah, let me type in five but eight. but he he's buff in like a slender way. Uh, like I mean, slender like broad buff. shoulders. Okay, I can kind of see the yeah. spindliness. Four, like, he kind of uh did like more beefy boys. Okay. Um, but most of the art should be pretty spindly. Yeah, they're lizard folk adjacent, I guess. Yeah. Sort of. They got yeah. these wide mouths. Yeah, they do. Okay, cool. I can see what you. That's mean. why I said more salamander. Yeah, yeah. I, that that tracks. Okay. So little is written about the origins of the troglodytes, and only the setting of Forgotten Realms has bothered to offer up any origin story at all. So I'll say, I've said it once, I've said it many times, I'll say it again. I am not a Forgotten Realms expert, but I do know 
um, that the canonical world history of Forgotten Realms, that there were five original, what are called either progenitor or creator races that dominated the worlds of Ibertorial okay. uh, during the ancient period known as the Days of the Thunder. Um, this period is actually before the ancient empire of Astoria, because we've talked about that. It's Year the Giant, shout out to Year Giant. Yeah. Um, uh, and its downfall to the dragon. So it's before all that stuff. Okay. Which is already kind of in time immemorial. Um, the Days of Thunder were basically like the time of the dinosaurs slash also like post Ice Age rolled into one. Okay, cool. Um, climate change. Yeah, yeah, a lot of change, <laughs> a lot of climate change. It's it's like uh, you know what it reminds me of. It reminds me of you ever played uh, Chrono Cross or not no. Chrono Cross Chrono Trigger. Sorry, I have not. I, I'm familiar with the franchise. Okay, and in terms of like its artwork and like what it's kind of about, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I haven't actually dived into one. So in Chrono Trigger. Uh, spoilers for Chrono Trigger. You you travel through time, and there is a there is a prehistoric. No way, a game called Chrono Trigger. Well, the main character's name is Chrono, so I mean. Okay, that's ambiguous. <laughs> Slightly, I guess. Anyways, there call, is a very here's specific, my boy time. There's uh, a very specific prehistoric time. Uh, if you play that game, this is how I imagine the Days of Thunder. That's all I'll say because I don't want to spoil the game. It's a great game, and people get mad at spoilers. And I'm moving on back to Dragon. That's like uh, what do you do in uh, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past? Right. <laughs> Anyways. What could that game be about? One of the progenitor races was a reptilian species known as the Saruk. The Saruk were a powerful and evil race of snakes slash lizards slash dino people with empires spanning continents. Now, it's important that I said snake and lizard and dino and all kind of rolled into one because they are responsible for the creation of the many different Forgotten Realms species, such as the UNT, who are snake people. Oh, yeah. Lizard folk, who are lizard people. Nagas, who are also snake people. And, of course, the troglodytes. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe the maybe the Saruk will get their episode one day. Probably not, but maybe could happen. I don't okay, know. we'll see. Back to Jogalites. So, with a reputation of being loathsome and repulsive, uh, savage degenerates that squat in the shallow depths of the Underdark in a constant state of war against their neighbors and one another, Jeez. are universally disliked by all other humanoids. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> you know when uh, they're around, whether it's in the Underdark or on the surface world. Yeah, you smell um, them before you see them. You do. They are not especially intelligent, but their ferocity and natural cunning more than compensates for this deficiency. They often launch uh, bloody raids against humanoid settlements or ambush caravans. Um, they take sadistic pleasure in mercilessly hunting weaker sentient beings before dragging them back to their caves to be eaten, and they guard their lairs aggressively, lashing out at anyone who comes too near. It is not uncommon for troglodyte tribes to mark the borders of their territories with cracked bones and skulls, or with pict- pictographs painted in blood or shit. Yeah, okay, I got you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Feces. Feces. What is that, um, what is that eval underwater civilization? Uh, Kuatoa? The Ku- no, no, not no, Kuatoa. Uh, Sahuajin. Sahuajin. No, 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 Sahuagin. thank you. I was like, I already <laughs> forgot the proper pronunciation. The Sahuagin. Yeah. They, uh, I was like, hey, um, this is like the smelly version of... <laughs> <laughs> and they're like the goblins of the sea. Yeah. So it's all connected. Well, I mean, I, I, and I wanted to talk, like, these are not really like goblins, it doesn't seem like. The troglodytes, no. And yeah. the troglodytes aren't that much like the swagon. The swagon are, like, really well organized, really lawful. Uh, they are just as vicious. Yeah, and, and when you were talking about, like, how they raid and stuff, like, yeah. you know. And, and, and they are both raiders, that's and they, true. The swagon probably do smell when they get out of the water. They'll smell like fish. Right. <laughs> I like the smell of fish. Well, it depends. Well, maybe not Swahagan. I don't know if I like the smell of Swahagan. I wonder what fried Swahagan would taste like. Fried Swahagan pits is gamey. All right. Move, <laughs> move, moving on. Okay. Troglodytes have a simple communal uh, culture devoted almost entirely to procuring food. 
Uh, too simple to plan more than a few days into the future. They will eat anything they can stomach. Okay. They dwell in filth. The walls of their cavern homes are smeared with grime, oily secretions, and the debris of their foul feasting. It is said that the troglodytes have degenerated to their current state due to the paranoid belief uh, that the world was full of creatures seeking to kill them. Mm. Uh, that, on top of their inability to plan for the future, led them to conduct uh, regular raids on nearby settlements. Thus, their beliefs were a self-fulfilling prophecy caused by their constant raiding. Makes uh, sense. Being rejected by most races for their savagery, uh, stench, and relative stupidity, troglodytes ended up taking comfort in their isolation from the other races uh, and in destroying other sentient beings. This is a bad investigation check if you're in a, if you're in one of these caves. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's no way you Foul. accidentally found these caves. No. Yeah. <laughs> so troglodyte society is a tribal cryptocracy. The largest and toughest troglodytes lead the hunt and become the leaders of their tribes, and the next strongest warriors become the sub-chieftains. Those who lead only do so for a limited time, however, for if a leader shows any weakness or hesitation, other troglodytes will not hesitate to attack and eat them in a frenzy. Now, that's very much like the Sahagin, because they do that exact same shit. Right, okay. They will eat their leaders. <laughs> uh, Thus their clan base idea. <laughs> Thus their clan based society and their ranking system is loose and in a constant state of flux because they're constantly eating their leaders. <laughs> <laughs> Troglodytes make little and build less, uh, scavenging their possessions from their prey. Uh, incapable both physically and mentally of crafting anything beyond stone tools and lacking in trade goods, troglodytes place heavy value on metal items. We kind of talked about this yeah, a little the earlier. Yeah, silver. Yeah. Um, seeing uh, metal items as a sign of combat prowess because you had to kill somebody who had it. Um, having one was a serious uh, or is a serious status symbol and tribes can be torn apart um, either socially or physically uh, on who may possess them. Okay. So they'll sure. fight. They'll fight to the death over them. Yeah. Unless it's already established that that's Bob's. Um, it could be anybody's, <laughs> including Bob's. So, okay. You know they'll fight for it. What didn't we have a Bob last? We had episode? a Bob last time. Yeah. Damn. Um, for me, it's always a Bob, Joe, or John. I don't know. I mean, I should maybe like expand my repertoire of names. Maybe this one's name is Robert. <laughs> sure, Robert <laughs> the Chocolate. Anyways, where was I? Um, constant of flux, combat prowess, having one serious. So Chocolate, uh, Chocolate. Troglodyte tribe <laughs> might be torn apart by battles over a single longsword. In the event of two tribes going to war, the result is always either the annihilation of one tribe by the other or the merging of the broken halves with the strongest living troglodyte taking over. So when they're not fighting others, they're fighting themselves. It's like one guy's got the boomstick and he's doing mm -hmm. the most damage, but mm -hmm. everybody's trying to get the boomstick. Boom and then somebody else gets the boomstick yeah. and starts doing damage. You've never seen Army of Darkness, have you? No, I know he calls it the boomstick. Yeah, this is my boomstick. That's a good movie. <laughs> Anyways. Yes, you're right. You're right. That's a, that is a good analogy. Okay. All right. Troglodytes dwell in subterranean warrens, gathering in tribes of no more than 30 adults. Uh, troglodyte layers are either huge caverns or smaller caverns naturally connected by tunnels. Most troglodytes do not divide their layers into designated areas or consider specific parts of the layer as like living quarters or in, you know, eating quarters. They, it's all a free for all. It's all uh, the bathroom, they, baby. They eat, relieve themselves and sleep haphazardly in random places. Oh, it's nasty. Half-eaten food and greasy secretions can be found lying everywhere in their layers alongside whatever treasures and items the troglodytes have stolen on their raids. So I guess that's a way to lure adventurers in there. There could be treasure in there, though. <laughs> there's there's Robert the troglodyte, and he just woke up from his, like, feces-infused nap. Uh -huh. And he's like, I have the greatest longsword of, of all the troglodytes. And then yeah. that's what baits you in there. And yeah, it's, just it's, one, just, it's just a regular fucking longsword. Yeah. And the thing was, he wasn't lying. He wasn't lying. 
<laughs> it was not lying. It's you fucked up on your own assumptions. Nat twenty insight check. This is the most powerful longsword. <laughs> you hear truth in his voice. Indeed. Troglodyte <laughs> uh, layers are chosen partially based off uh, their proximity to nearby settlements and also by their drafts. Layers with a draft towards the inside of the cave allow the scent of humanoids to be more easily detected. Some troglodytes tame drakes or large monitor lizards in order to guard their warrens. I I almost thought you were like. You know they're picking like dodgeball teams or whatever. It's <laughs> like uh, no, they're drafted for sports. He can't teams. mean like no, oh no, he does. No. Yeah, it smells important. Yeah, it smells and, important. And the way the wind blows is also determines important. what you're smelling. It's true. Let's take a short rest. Okay. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hey everybody, be sure to check out Super, Super Quest, Quest Saga. Saga! A future fantasy 5th edition D&D actual play podcast from Brood and Dungeon Mastered by yours truly, me... And set in space. And I play in it, along with your special guest Jake and friend of the show, Josh Freeland. You can find it on YouTube, iTunes, or anywhere else you can get your podcasts. Super Quest Saga! We've returned. Indeed we have, and it's back to the smelly underdark. Oh, good. Yeah. Or just a cave. 
just but, yeah, or just gay. Yeah. Damn, it so, seemed it seemed like in the in the very first two editions, it was more lean towards like service dwelling cave dwellers, and by third edition, it had gone full underdark. Full underdark. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> but it seems like a bad time in the underdark for uh, this particular race of people. They don't seem particularly powerful. They're not, but like they're vicious and they smell so fucking bad. No one wants to get near them. Like so the it, scent detecting creatures yeah. in the underdark and are like, nope. Yeah, and they're chameleon like, so they can hide. Like, yeah, they got a lot going for them. That's what I'm saying. Like you know they're around. Yeah, but you can't see any of them. Yeah, it's, it's and you true. slip. You slip on some. That's terrifying. You slip on some dookie. <laughs> You're like, Gross. oh man, they're yeah. here somewhere. Yeah, they're around. So young troglodytes are raised by the entire tribe rather than by their specific parents and are actively encouraged to fight each other at a young age. <laughs> they can usually wield weapons by the time they are two years old and are given weapons in order to go out on hunts with the tribe uh, in uh, early early adult life. Neat. Very few members of a tribe are not warriors. And those that are not warriors are either dedicated hunter-gatherers and or clerics to their demonic deity, Laugzed. 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 That's how it's spelled. That's how I'm saying it. Maybe it's pronounced differently. Laugzed. Laugzed. Okay. So Laugzed, also known as the Devourer and the Eater of Souls, is an abyssal (laughs) demigod of gluttony and wanton destruction. His symbol is an oozing toad lizard meant to depict himself, and he does resemble a combination between a lizard and a toad, covered in dead patches of rotten skin. His body is monstrously fat by his constant acts of veracity. He is said to be a disgusting creature that constantly exudes a gross acidic ooze from his body. Nice. Yeah. Rows upon rows of needle-like teeth are made visible whenever he exhales his noxious breath of putrid gas. He's practically a mindless deity. He reminds me very much of um, Romanos. Romanos, the, the frog hemoth yeah, guy. Exactly. The gross frog hemoth guy who doesn't care about nothing. I've got, <laughs> Damn, the yeah. frog hemoth has been uh, cemented in my brain yeah. and the lore associated, apparently. Indeed, indeed. I was like... I know this one. Yeah, yeah. Well, you did play that bullywug in the uh, Halloween special. So. Yeah, but I didn't. Uh, did I worship Ramen? I must you have did. worshipped worship Ramenos. Ramenos. Yeah, like, Ramenos. That's Ramenos. right. <laughs> that's why I know it so it was, well. Okay. It was good shit. It was hilarious, but also awesome. Um, and that's a cool name. What, Ramenos? Ramenos. Yeah, yeah, it is. So this thing's exuding ooze, like Jewablix, like kind of. Yeah, yeah, well, Jewablix is ooze, just, but like. Yeah, Jewablix is ooze. This guy's just gross. Is there ooze association here? Not really, no. Mm. Um, although I wouldn't be surprised if oozes lived on his layer of the abyss. Sure, but um, where was I? So uh, he bothering him for any reason. Oh yeah. So Lagzid only concern is with his next meal, whatever that may be. Bothering him for any reason other than to provide him with food is likely to get you eaten. Okay. Uh, he holds little to no loyalty to his troglodyte worshippers when they could no longer when they can no longer provide him with food. He also provides no standard for his followers' to, uh, behavior and grants his divine power to any creature willingly willing to consume food and through a ritual pass it to him. So that's how he gets food from his worshippers is they consume stuff and through a ritual it materializes to him. Okay. So you, strange, you have a big but, meal and then you're hungry again? I, I would imagine so. I would imagine a ritual in which you're feeding Laozed, you're not getting many, much nutrients for yourself. Or is it like the um, like you eat the food and mm-hmm. then the food becomes a ghost? And then the ghost goes to the. <laughs> mm, I mean, you know what maybe, I'm saying? Like maybe. the ghost of my meal. That's true. That I think that is how it works. <laughs> you just blew my mind. I mean, it was. It's a not jo- explicitly said, but no, that makes a lot of sense. It was a joke. No, we could think about it. Like, okay, so troglodytes kill a caravan of humans, right? Uh huh. And through ritual, they bind the souls 
to Laogzid and then they devour the body when they do so it forces the souls instead of to go wherever they're supposed to go it goes to the layer of abyss where Laogzid oh okay and now that's, souls. Tra- that's and his definitely name tracking. is the eater of souls the eater of souls yeah the, and the trog- so the troglodytes are in, in essence the eater of body yeah <laughs> Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. But, um, so body and soul, uh, yin and yang, working together right here in a stinky underdark. Yes, exactly. Sure. Slash layer of the <laughs> abyss, which probably smells just as bad. So Laogzid's origins are shrouded in mystery, and he does not appear to fulfill any real cosmological role in the universe. Some believe him to be some kind of cleansing scavenger devouring the foul things of the outer planes. Okay. Uh, others chalk him up to be the foul spawn of a female reptilian demon who coupled with an unnamed evil deity. Ooh. But none know the truth. The only reason he has worshippers at all is likely that the troglodytes see themselves in Laogzed, unwanted and reviled by all others, and just wants to eat and sleep in his cave. Okay. They essentially desire to emulate his great corpulence and self-satisfaction. They want to be him. They want to be him. This is weird. (laughs) Welcome to Troglodytes, man. Yeah, this is a weird one. Get get ready for next episode. It's also weird. Okay. But I'm not going to spoil what it is. Okay. Where was I? Uh, so it's taken us a while to get to it, but one of the more interesting things about troglodytes is their unparalleled sense of smell. So keen is a troglodyte's sense of smell that they are capable of smelling fear, or rather the hormones given off by fear creatures Ooh. experience during fear. That's nice. <clears throat> and thus are able to target those who they can smell or are the most afraid. Um, and because the smell is such an important part of troglodyte sensory input, they arrange their layers to facilitate the distribution of important scents. Remember, we kind of talked about the drafts a little bit? Yes. So caves are selected and modified so that the primary direction of air circulation is from the main entrance and towards other smaller exits and air vents so that foreign scents of intruders will be wafted to the defenders almost immediately and they'll pick up on it. So this monster is designed to like be a physical moving trap. Like sure, yeah. Well, like not their lair. But I mean, like they're the predators. Body of, like, yeah, yeah. Like imagine a world in which like, drop a tribe of troglodytes in the middle of the jungle, right? And there's no, but nobody lives here. No humanoid settlements of any kind. They're going to become the alpha predators of the jungle, right? That's so, what they are. They're they're almost alpha predator esque. So now we're back to don't fart in the underdark. Definitely. Yeah. They will fucking smell it. <laughs> yeah. They will smell your dirty fart. And you won't smell it. And none of your party will smell it because they're smelling troglodyte. And no one else can smell shit. I know the barbarians like silent but deadly. <laughs> deadly for you. <laughs> wow. Attacked by troglodytes. Stupid. <laughs> um, where was I? Um, the savagery that the tro- that troglodytes display when attacking humans has led some to assert that they hate humanity, but that is not necessarily the case. Humans just smell and taste, especially savory to troglodytes, causing them to react with particular vigor, vigor and violence when their scents are uh, sensed. Uh, yeah, there's no old there's no old spice in uh, in Dungeons and Dragons. No, they smell that human funk on you, and they're they're ready to eat you. It smells like sweat and plate armor. There we go. <laughs> So smell even defines the language of troglodytes. Uh, Though they speak a simplified version of Draconic, only half of the troglodyte language is communicated verbally, and that is restricted to mostly simple phrases. Uh, The rest of troglodyte language is based on the variety of smells that they can produce at will from their bodies. They can give off different hormones and and enzymes and bullshit. Oh, wow. uh, Making it inaudible to most other races. Because troglodytes have a variety of concepts that can only be conveyed via olfactory senses, translation of certain ideas is basically impossible. 
Similarly, they do not use maps to navigate, but rather describe a series of scents the travelers should experience while they make their way to a location. What the hell? Okay. <laughs> uh, and last fun fact about their sense of smell is that illusions without scent components to them have no effect on troglodytes in combat, uh, not much uh, effect on them out of combat either. Now, this is not reflected in the 5e stat block, but it is a canonical truth in their lore. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So. supersedes the yeah the that, that's up to the dm if they want to bring it in or not i would because i mean it's cool i like the idea of them like uh like having alarm smells that they can put off like yes. let's not attack this guy smell yeah like yeah. Or, or stuff and like they that do, and they do have stuff like that's that, super so, yeah. cool yeah. that's uh interesting yeah i mean i hate personally i hate it i would hate to be a part of it but oh, i like yeah. i like that it is written this way yeah. and it is Absolutely. a monster i only Absolutely. have to deal with occasionally maybe <laughs> indeed indeed <laughs> Uh, again, the most notable of their abilities is their overwhelming stench. Uh, this isn't just from a lack of hygiene, but an active ability they can activate at will. Troglodytes can release a varietal buildup of olfactory screams, battle cries, and various other men- messages that combine to forge an overpowering and foul scent. They look like they're doing an aloof anime pose with their hands like locked behind their head. <laughs> like, ah, oh, but they're really just letting off that stank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So when it comes to relations with other species, Stragolites have no allies, but because of their notable ferocity in battle, sometimes Stragolite skirmishers and raiders can and do find employment in the house armies of drow cities or as mercenaries in the service of other races. Troglodytes view other creatures as either tribemates or meat, though. Thus, they rarely remain loyal to any ally or employer for longer than it takes to fill their bellies and sate their lust for blood and treasure. Okay, <laughs> cool. So yeah. a bad guard dog. Bad guard dog. Okay, yeah. not for gr- sure. Not, not your first choice. Maybe it's like... They're just they're cheap, they're cheap mercenaries. Not yeah, good mercenaries. like we're going on a quick excursion. Let's grab a couple troglodytes as yeah. like temp um, alarm spells, exactly. pretty much. Exactly, there we go. Yeah. God, that must suck if you force to do that because I'm sure they smell terrible well uh, you walk with them downwind of you I guess I don't Maybe. know or you're just like the drow that has to deal with it yeah and there's not <laughs> a lot of wind in the underdark so yeah nah, only the wind that is produced by yeah, the creatures that live there the wind you shouldn't be producing <laughs> not in the underdark if you're um, an adventurer yeah so that's all I got on troglodytes uh, besides the stat block which I've handed to you to right. read me and this is all I've got on troglodytes let's go <laughs> alright let's let's uh, take a look at the mechanical aspect official of the monster manual stat block troglodyte medium humanoid troglodyte in parentheses chaotic evil yeah. uh, they have an armor class of 11 which is natural a hit point total of 13 and a movement speed of 30 feet their strength is at plus two dex plus zero con plus two intelligence minus two uh wisdom plus zero and charisma minus two that plus zero to wisdom is kind of like if you're like scent oriented that's like a perception i'm sure they style. have a feature that, that probably has something to do with that, that. Yeah. okay yeah so they've got a plus two to stealth they have 60 feet of dark vision and uh passive perception of 10 their language is the troglodyte language, which is called troglodyte, where they say their fucking name like a Pokemon. Sure. Uh, yeah. And they're a quarter challenge rating each for 50 XP. Troglodyte, troglodyte? Troglodyte, troglodyte. Lodite. Lodite. Chameleon skin? Yeah. Chameleon skin. The troglodyte has advantage on dexterity stealth checks made to hide. Yep. Cool. They can change the color of their skin. And yeah. The, I feel like there should be more written there to kind of like elaborate yeah Yeah, i know what you mean uh but it's in the name they're Mm -hmm. like oh they get it (laughs) um this guy built a character sheet he's probably smart smart enough to know what chameleon skin (laughs) okay so stench 
<laughs> is an ability. Any creature other than the troglodyte, then a troglodyte that starts its turn within five feet of the troglodyte must succeed on a DC 12 constitution saving throw or be poisoned until the start of the creature's next turn. On a successful saving throw, the creature is immune to the stench of all troglodytes for one hour. You're going to want to pass that. Yeah, you're going to want to pass that because getting poisoned. <laughs> uh, you, number one, troglodytes are pretty weak monster. You're probably... Probably not facing them at a high, high level. Which means you're not immune to poison yet. Which you mean, yeah, you're not immune to poison, and poison will fuck you up. Poison is very scary when yeah. you're not immune to it. Exactly. So when you transcend to being <laughs> poison immune, immune that's a good time. Yeah, it is. Sunlight sensitivity, which like other creatures of the Underdark have. Uh, do Shatter Kai have that too? Or did they at some um, point? I don't remember them having that, because they're not from the Underdark. They're from the Shadowfell. Right, but it's dark there. It's dim there. Dim. It's just gray. So maybe not. Yeah. Okay, so while in sunlight, the troglodyte has a disadvantage on attack rolls as well as on wisdom perception checks that rely on sight. Um, so there there wasn't really anything to kind of curb that wisdom. No? With their sense of smell? No. That that was it. It's unfortunate. I, I would I would bake that in to yeah, this. I, I would definitely bake that in 100%. Yeah. Like, they need advantage in all small checks. Maybe they just have average, and, like, their setup is what gives them the advantage. No, they. I mean, their language is based off smell. Yeah, the they smell should. smell is so strong. It's stronger than, like, Wolverine from X-Men. Maybe it's just, like, man, that should be in the stat block, you know? It should to be. Kind of I help agree. People, it's like, such a big part of their lore, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, now you have this dungeon cast episode, I guess. So yeah. the actions are multi-attack, where the troglodyte makes three at- three attacks, for, one with its bite and two its What's claws. this challenge rating? One eighth. Quarter. Yeah, is it quarter or one eighth? It's quarter. Okay. Yeah. Still, but, three but attacks is crazy. That's for a lot. Quarter. Yeah. Yeah. So the bite and two claws. The bite is going to be a melee weapon attack with plus four to hit, with a reach of five feet, with one target. It can smell. Just kidding. Just one target. Uh, it's going to do four, or one d four plus two piercing damage. Okay, and so that, it's low damage, kind of. Yeah, and the three. the claw is virtually the same. Okay. Yeah, it's so just slashing D4 damage. plus whatever. Okay. Yeah, plus four to hit, five foot reach, one target, okay. four or one D4 so, plus two slash. I mean, it's a pretty straightforward mob monster. You're going to send a pack of five or six of these dudes at your party, probably. Yeah, so if you're being dumb and you get, like, surrounded by these guys, that could be that bad. That could fuck you up, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. So, so you could do, um, like, a... a a flash, what do they call it? A flash in the pan, mm-hmm. sort of amount of damage to a party before mm-hmm. they kind of can take the upper hand. So, yeah, like uh, coming out on like top. They could of do this with some encamp- burst damage. This is in just, numbers. This is like a monster-based trap, is what I've, I'm getting from this episode. Sure, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Where yeah. like a trap is designed to do a, like a buck ton of damage to you in that all, one all instant. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I'm thinking like the troglodytes are gonna hide they're gonna let you wander in or like surround you with their chameleon skin mm-hmm. and then yeah know, they're definitely they're ambushers yeah, yeah ambushers and raiders so you're gonna get jumped you're gonna get hit with a bunch of really weak but many attacks yeah so i guess that's the defense against about you numbers, is like yeah. they have to roll this d20 a whole lot mm-hmm. so there's opportunity for success and failure there this is true this is true yeah have some high ac fighting these guys and you should be okay any questions about troglodytes before we get ready for a long rest only why why? What? Why? <laughs> I think they're a good monster. <laughs> the stinkiest. I've never used a troglodyte in any of my campaigns, but I don't usually go in the Underdark in a lot of my campaigns. It's hard to go, like, I don't know. You're going to spend time in the Underdark. It's fucking huge. Like, yeah, if you go there, you're going to spend some time there. So I just never send my players there. That's what you're doing for, like, probably months of real-world time, is mm-hmm. you're in the, you've been in the Underdark, like, for yeah. maybe three months' worth of campaign, if not the entire campaign. Yeah. At that point, it's just surprising if you hadn't run into troglodytes at that point. 
Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. I guess they seem they seem pretty common. But it's also like you could just be out and about in the normal world and you smell that stank and there's just a smelly cave up there with troglodytes yeah, in it. It could so be. have to be in the dark. Does not have to be. No. Um, I don't know if I would use these. Uh, like I don't. It's particularly... difficult. There's a lot of different kinds of mobs in this game. You know, orcs, goblins, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. It's like troglodytes don't make the top five list of like ones I probably would use. Yeah, Unless even if I'm it's doing be a, a very specific situation. If I'm doing an underdark campaign, they'll probably could have potential to show up. It would have to, yeah, it would have to be like an underground campaign of some sort, and I never really run those, which is probably why they've never come up for me. Yeah, that's a. Yeah. It just seems. There's a lot down there, yeah. but it seems tough to build. Yeah, you know, because I mean, I've and I've done it all too. I've done orcs, I've done gnolls, I've done goblins, I've done lizard folk. I've I've ran all these things as mobs. You fought most of them. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, true. Um, yeah, I've never done troglodytes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they. That's cool. Yeah. It's cool. It's just another. Mo- it's just another mob. Yeah. Maybe you like the stank of this one. I don't. <laughs> let's take a, let's take our long rest. Okay. <laughs> all right. It's time for our long rest, Will, and uh, I have some bad news. I have to throw these slippers out, too, because they fucking stink. (laughs) (laughs) They smell like the worst shit ever. It's been been that kind of week. You've been just getting some nasty slippies out of your closet. Nasty or uncomfortable or or unreasonably powerful slippies. (laughs) Like, what am I even going to do with this tidal wave slippy? (laughs) Knock down all these buildings. But these slippies suck the worst, probably, out of all the slippies. Really? Worse than the tidal wave ones? Yeah, worse than the undead slippy or the slippy that wasn't really there. But you got to admit the chameleon skin power in those slippies is pretty cool. I, they do look like my normal foot or and or the ground, but they do smell like un. This is like borderline unsmellable stuff. I didn't bring them. Thank this. God. Yeah, yeah no. you'd be dead. I'm, I'm very. Glad We'd all be didn't. dead. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. So, um, let's talk about stuff that stinks in a good way. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Oh, is that? Are you, are we trying to give me say something specific. This is um. Uh, we want to talk about a, uh, a a a company that we've partnered with. That uh, we want to help you guys get ten percent off your next bag of coffee by using the uh, promo code DungeonCast, all one word. You need caffeine at your table. You mm-hmm. do. Sure. To stay yeah. alert, to get that character voice right, and mm-hmm. to be in the moment, you gotta be drinking that brew. Sure. We're gonna tell you where to get it. Indeed. Um, <laughs> you're you're going to want to go to adventurescoffee.co slash store and get yourself some cool ass D&D. Uh, I was, coffee. Yeah, it's I was going to say flavored, coffee. but it's themed. I wonder what D&D flavor would taste like. Probably like Dungeons and Dark Roast. Which oh, is, for uh, sure. They have a 12 ounce bag on there that Very you can get. Nice. What are yeah. some of the other flavors they have? Uh, they have the Fair Maiden, the Base okay. Camp. All right. Okay. Okay. And they have one called Bean to the Future, which we've talked about before, which is yes. really cool. Yes. <clears throat> I thought have, you were listing some other ones. Are those not available? yet they're not available yet but okay they, they, what's coming up what's coming up i don't know if they want me to talk about it oh, yet they, I guess they, that's true. they okay. said they would reach out again but they do All have right. some cool stuff on the horizon but i yeah. do recommend checking out some of these flavors which we've tried before mm-hmm. and uh i have a bag for will in the car that i will not forget to give him today because <laughs> um, i had the last one yes but um thanks to the adventures coffee company for uh sending us some of their wonderful blends of roasted beans <laughs> yeah. um get yourself some Coffee <laughs> at adventurescoffee.co slash store. Use promo code DungeonCast and get 10% off your next bag. Indeed. Um, but yeah, um, if you want to get other cool D&D related merch or like DungeonCast merch, you can do that at uh, 
teespring.com slash the dungeon cast where you yeah. can get merch from the dungeon cast or super mm-hmm. quest saga our dnd yeah. uh, actual play adventure i did some cleaning up too i cleaned up some <clears throat> like we it was just it was a really expansive library we had and like some of the shirts didn't look as good as when i first designed them i'm like mm, let's clean this up let's slim it down so that's what i did it's a much more streamlined looking library now we're a lot of the dungeon cast is about growth and learning as we go indeed and we're true. constantly doing that all the time <laughs> in other like not necessarily in what it takes to create a podcast but the things that revolve around and it yeah it's true <laughs> <laughs> so good job well thanks for doing that oh yeah no problem um, but yeah uh you know where to go to get your caffeine. Uh, you know where not to go to get your slippies. <laughs> Let's call it a game. Let's call it a game. We'll talk Bye. to you guys later. The Dungeon Cast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.